You know, our prayer this morning was to create a special time of reflection on the joy of Christmas. And through these traditional carols and these readings from the scriptures, our goal is to retell this story that we're celebrating this morning. I want to share a little bit as we begin today about a prayer that, that I've been praying this Christmas season. You know, as a follower of Jesus, as a pastor's kid, as a pastor, this season can become routine. It can become something that you just kind of go through almost by memory. The shine can lose a little bit of its luster off of Christmas, maybe year after year. And so this year I prayed for one simple thing. I just said, God, can you give me wonder this year? Can you give me a sense of wonder and awe? I don't want this to just be another Christmas. I don't want this to be just another holiday season. And boy, did he come through. Um, Let's see, we had Christmas Eve. We weren't sure if it was going to happen, and it did. And then we weren't sure if we were going to have Christmas morning service, and we did. And this is my first white Christmas. And so I would say I got got my prayer and then some. Um, I got a sense of wonder this year. And there have been so many moments throughout this season where I've just been overwhelmed with gratitude towards God for the ways that he has shown himself to me. And I pray that you've experienced something of a similar thing yourself. This morning, I just have three simple reflections I want to share with you from that reading we just did from John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And they're kind of all under one heading. They're three things the birth of Jesus means for the people in that day who'd been waiting for a Messiah for centuries, and three things the birth of Jesus means for us today. If you're here in the room and you've got a bulletin on the back, there's a place if you want to take some notes. Um, We won't have any blanks for you to fill in, but you can follow along on the screen. The first thing the birth of Jesus means, I think, from this text is that the darkness doesn't win. The darkness doesn't win. You know, there are a lot of times and places in our lives where it seems like the darkness does win. And even the scriptures speak to this in verses 4 and 5 of John 1. Where John writes, in him, that's the word, Jesus, was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I know many of us in this room, many whom are watching online, have had dark moments this year. Have had times where you weren't sure if the darkness was going to overcome you. As I was finalizing this message this week, I got a text from a friend, and we began exchanging texts back and forth. See, he began this year having some discomfort in his leg and his hip, and he wasn't sure where the pain was coming from. So he had a small procedure done. He went through months of physical therapy trying to figure out why he was hurting so much. He'd been um, an aspiring triathlete. He was hoping to get back to the place where he can compete in an Ironman. It was a very kind of active, confident, strong man. And after pursuing all of these methods of figuring out what was wrong, this summer he was diagnosed with bone cancer in his hip. And he had a procedure earlier this year where they literally broke his hip, cleaned out all of the cancer, and he, was, he thought that was going to be it. But as he was recovering, they came back and they said, hey, you're going to need to go through not one but two rounds of chemo to try to attack the, the bone cancer. I got to see him at Thanksgiving, and, and this, this Christmas season, he's learning how to walk again. It's not the year that he thought he was going to have. 
Another friend of mine is celebrating this Christmas without her kids. She's divorced from her ex-husband and her kids are with him. And this year has included custody battles. And her daughter is now counting down the months until she doesn't have to be around her dad anymore. And for those two friends, as I was thinking about this text, there has to be moments where it feels like the darkness is winning. There has to be moments when you're not sure if the light is going to come. And Christmas morning is good news because it announces that the darkness does not win. It announces that the light of Jesus has shone into the darkness and the darkness has overcome it. You know, this scripture that we just read from Luke 1 and Luke 2 and Matthew 2, those verses came after 430 years of silence. If you read the Bible, the, the Old Testament ends with the book of Malachi and then it picks up with the book of Matthew. And you would think that one just came right after the other. But there's a 430-year gap between the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament where there is no prophecy, there is no official word from God speaking. And in those days, it seemed like to some people that God had forgotten them, that God was no longer speaking, and that the darkness was winning. And the birth of Jesus was like a ray of light through a dark cloud announcing that the darkness doesn't win that God is still present, that he is still speaking, and that the light has come into the world and the darkness has not overcome it. That's the first thing that Christmas means. The second thing the birth of Jesus means is that we can experience new life as we join God's family. We can join God's family. You know, sometimes the best and the worst thing about Christmas is family. I'm not sure if you had that experience before. Some of us are near our family this Christmas season, and it's awesome. Some of us are near our family this Christmas season, and it's not awesome. Others of us are longing for family who's far away. Others of us are longing for family who's no longer with us. Some of us are estranged from our family. And so this year reminds us of that unfulfilled longing. In John 1, verses 12 through 13, the apostle writes, But to all who receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You know, for those of us who are are new to Cornerstone, I became lead pastor back in July. One of the first things I did when I came here is I went to court. I didn't get summoned to jury duty. I didn't get a ticket. But I went to court for a celebration. See, I went to court to celebrate the adoption of Xander McClintock. Josh is our youth and family minister. And he and his wife, Katie, were finalizing the adoption of their oldest son, Xander. He wasn't born of their flesh and blood. He wasn't their natural born son. No, they chose Xander. They chose him and they went to court that day as the state of Arizona recognized their new authority and responsibility as his parents. And as you can tell from the smiles on the faces, there's, there was a lot of joy in the room that day. And this is a picture of what Christmas means for us. In the same way that Josh and Katie adopted Xander, we can be adopted into God's family. When we receive him, 
He welcomes us home as a father welcomes home sons and daughters. And at Christmas time, God gave his son to the world so that the world could become his children. If you think about it, Christmas is the beginning of a homecoming. It's the beginning of our return to our father, coming home to him. And that's why for so many of us who have experienced Christmas as a mixed bag when it came to family, Christmas is a reminder that we can all become part of God's family, that we're not alone, that he hasn't forgotten us, that he loves us and he yearns to welcome us home as a part of his family. The third thing the birth of Jesus means is it means that God keeps his promises. You know, we read a lot of long scriptures from the Old Testament this morning. They have some weird things in there sometimes. You go, what's the deal with that? from a different time and a different place. And as we read those scriptures, we're reminded that God is trustworthy, that hundreds of prophecies were foretold about the coming of the Messiah and they were fulfilled in Jesus. You know, we often refer to him as Jesus Christ, as if Christ is his last name, like my last name is Savage, but it isn't his last name. It is his title. He is Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah. And as the Messiah, we see the promise that with God, a promise made is a promise kept. And we all have people in our lives who've broken promises to us. Maybe one of the hard things about 2016 for you is people made promises to you that they didn't keep. Maybe you made promises that you didn't keep. And Christmas is a reminder that with God, a promise made is a promise kept. And his promise becomes a gift. It becomes his presence. In John 1.14, we read, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen his glory as the only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I love how one translator renders this verse. He says, And the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. You see, God has come near to us this Christmas. We don't have a distant God like other faiths who's far away and we're not sure what he's like. We know what God is like because he has come near to us as Jesus and he is present among us. Growing up, I I remember one of my favorite Christmas songs was by an artist named Michael W. Smith. It was a song called Emmanuel. And he would just pound it out on the keyboard. I was very envious because I took two weeks of piano from my mom. It didn't go very well. I don't know anything at all about the piano. Um, But I would watch him play those keys with passion and sing about Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promise to never leave us and never forsake us. And at Christmas time, there are so many of us who feel lonely who feel isolated, who feel disconnected, even when we're in the middle of the same room with other people, we don't feel connected. Some of us struggle with feeling like we're alone. And yet the birth of Jesus is the announcement that we don't have to be alone, that God has come near to us, that he is present with us. That's one of the reasons that we were going to do this service even if I had to broadcast it from my living room on my computer, we were going to do this service because on Christmas morning, we didn't want anyone to be alone. 
Jesus came so that we could have a reminder that we are not alone. That he has come for us to give himself for us. And that's why we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Not just because a baby was born, but because Jesus came. He lived, he died, and he rose again so that we could know that he loved us, that he had a plan for us, that he had a purpose for us, and that he had not forgotten us. So whether 2016 was the highest of highs for you or the lowest of lows for you, Christmas is the reminder that God has not forgotten about you. The darkness will not win in your life. That you can be adopted into God's family and that God will keep his promises. That to me is something worth celebrating. And that's why I'm so grateful for Christmas. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much for all that you have given us this Christmas. There are people in this room, people who are watching online, who've struggled this year. There have been moments, maybe even weeks and months of darkness. There are some of us who've really battled with a sense of loneliness and disconnection. And there are even some of us in this room who've doubted that you still keep your promises because it just didn't seem like that was the reality we were experiencing. Your promises were coming a lot slower than we would have liked. But this Christmas, on this cold, snowy morning, we thank you for the reminder that you have come near to us, that you are present among us. And if there's anybody in this room or anyone who's watching online who hasn't yet received your presence, God, I pray that you would move in their heart for them to receive you for the very first time today. In John 1.12, it says that if we receive your presence, if we receive your son Jesus into our lives and our hearts, that you enable us to become your children. We're not going to become your children. We're not going to become redeemed and transformed and the new creations that you describe us as by being good people, by getting our acts together, by cleaning up our lives, by being better people in 2017 than we were in 2016. The only way to be adopted into your family is to receive your son. And so if you've never received Jesus Christ into your life, you could do that this morning by praying this simple prayer. God, I receive you today. I receive your love and forgiveness today. I give you my life, my sin, my brokenness, and my struggle. And in exchange, God, I receive your love and your forgiveness. I invite you in. You can have my life and you can make of it what you will. God, I want to be part of your family. I want to be with you. I receive you this day. In your name we pray, amen. If you made that decision today, we would love to hear about it. Please reach out to us on our Facebook page. Send us an email at contact at prescottcornerstone.com. But this morning, as we get ready to conclude, we're going to invite you to sing with us a special song. And when Jamie's done leading us, I'll come back and wrap things up.
We hope you have a fantastic Christmas. And before you go, I wanted to leave you with a blessing this morning. So if you would put your hands together in a posture of receiving, one, two, three. May you experience today the wonder of Christmas. May God shine a light into your darkness and remind you that you're not alone. May you reflect on the gift of love that Christ has given to you this year. And may you receive Jesus and welcome it into your heart. May you know the love and grace of Jesus this Christmas. May it not just be another Christmas for you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the audio from Cornerstone Church in Prescott, Arizona. For more information, visit us online at www.prescottcornerstone.com. Thank you.